podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm <laughs> I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Yo! And James. Hello. In episode 98, we're discussing our away fixture with Tottenham Hotspur. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, the team lineup, and our thoughts. We'll give our predictions for the game. And then, as always, we'll be back in the second half to have a chat about how it's gone. Happy New Year! Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year! How are we doing, guys? It's snowing. Some massive snow falling outside here. Biggest flakes I've seen in ages. Oh, the peacocks. Do they like oh. snow? Tell you what, this is a sideways story, but the peacocks yesterday morning, uh, my little girl went, Daddy, the peacocks are flying. I thought, they can't fly. They fly. Do they? They fly out of the tree that they sleep in, and they look like pterodactyls. They're massive. So, yeah, hopefully they're shivering somewhere because they, they terrify me, but, you know. Let's hope they're not the only peacocks flying today. Well, hey. Oh, well, no, he's back. Very white days. I'll tell you what as well. Uh, I bet peacocks make a wicked bad snow angel. Do you think we have flown or do you think we've driven or got the train? No, Leeds. Whatever they've been doing to get to London, they needed to change it, didn't they? Why? Uh, May have escaped your attention, but we haven't always had the best of records in the capital over the last few years. Have we not? Well, apparently so, but, you know. I believe it's referred to as the crapital. Well, oh, he's, he's brought some bants today, this kid. I like it. Full of New Year's bants. Well, our head-to-head record, we have won 32, drawn 29 and lost 36. How Last... am I going to say that? That was my guess. Oh, was it? Yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we don't normally do guesses at that, but do you want me to do that in future? No, no. Fair enough. <laughs> well, the last time we played Spurs was a... 2-1 FA Cup victory in 2013 with goals from Varney and McCormack. And they were decent goals as well. And Gareth Bale played for them that day and he won't be doing today because he's injured. But that was a, one of those games where we walked up and I just don't want to be embarrassed. That was probably the peak of that era in terms of that performance because I think we then went to City in the next round and got turned over. It wasn't hard to have much of a peak in that era, was it? No, but it's worth acknowledging it. It was good that day. The good old years when McCormack kept us up single-handedly before turning into a money grabber. And that wasn't even my favourite post-Premier League uh, game against Spurs. It was the 2-2 at at White Hart Lane. I loved that last-minute equaliser. Oh, my God. That was brilliant. McCormack's goal, was that the one where he sort of cut inside on his left foot and absolutely rocketed it in the left corner, top left corner? Yeah, it's also known as Rafinha did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Rafinha's just been basing his game on McCormack, hasn't he? Yeah, he's basically the Brazilian Ross McCormack. You ready for another segue? Go on. As long as it's not with a chimpanzee. It could be. Uh, right, so my segue is I've absolutely dog-turred that new FIFA because I've upped myself from professional to world-class because I was finding professional too easy. World-class, I can't defend it, but I can score loads. And I've worked out how you complete FIFA with leads. Go on. Just give the ball to Rafinha. Rodrigo yeah. runs down middle. Threw ball to a female wing. He's the quickest player in the whole bloody world. Cut inside, score. So I'm winning every game like 6 5. It's quite true to life. Score, you oh, can't defend. You've also basically said Leeds' tactics can't defend, <laughs> which is a bit harsh, and uh, all out attack. But we, we defend from attack. That's how we work. So teams are in. 
Uh, we'll be doing this just before kickoff. It's the unchanged lineup, which is again, it's familiarity, it's consolidation, it's uh, you don't change a winning team. How do you feel about that? I think it's hilarious that like everyone settled on this idea that you know, especially because we beat West Brom five nil and we've beaten Burnley. And uh, everyone's sort of saying, yeah, we, we, I don't think we need anyone, any signings in the January transfer window. I think we're fine. I mean, aren't we on our like fifth and sixth choice centre-back? And if anything happens to Aileen, then what do we do? <laughs> so it's it's funny. And I know I'm, I'm obviously saying this as well because he's because I made a comment a second ago that we can't defend, but we, we, we obviously can. And uh, Luke Aileen is has been superb. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I wanted to make that point. Well, I could jump in there because I this feels very much like it's going to go two ways today. It's either going to be a Man City or Liverpool-esque performance or it's going to be a rerun of Scum, but it's not against Scum, so it won't hurt quite as bad. Today is the kind of day where I think you really, really miss your captain. And I think we can't really underestimate what a good captain we've got. Even if people say he's not the best defender in the world, his leadership skills and understanding of Leeds and what it is to battle is something I think we'll miss today. How do you rate Ailing's captaincy then? That's very, what I was going to ask you. Very well, but you've got you need captains all over, don't you? And Cooper is clearly the leader. He's the leader, isn't he? he got he got. They said they wanted to be captain, so he comes in as captain. Ailing's doing good, but you need people all over the place, don't you? So the more you've got on the pitch, the better. But Cooper, for me, is he's our captain, isn't he? Even if he's not. Well, this is the tricky bit, isn't it? Because everyone says, "Oh, the first choice centre halves are going to be Lorente and Cock when they're ready." But what happens to Coops then? Aileen becomes captain. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it, do you reckon his influence in the dressing room will still be high and good enough to do that? Or do you think, like I do, that you need him on the pitch just giving you that little G, that little kick? I think it's both. I think, if you remember, Cooper was injured, wasn't he, towards the end of last season at one point? And, but he was always there touchline. He was there in the tunnel cheering them on. He's always there offering guidance, so... He's never going to be too far away. And and I even think that he's probably in Luke Aylin's ear to kind of prep him to be on the pitch as well and deliver a message. So, yeah, you're probably right. And I think there are leaders all over the park. So I've seen Ailing's had a lot of plaudits for the way he was uh, like directing and praising strike uh, throughout the game because it, it, it's much more audible, isn't it, when the... Uh, crowd noises iffily piped in I, d- I don't I don't think we are lacking I think those last two games have shown maybe that Luke Aileen was ready to step up into this leadership position yeah but I'm saying if you had Coops playing as well but we, we had Cooper playing at Old Trafford yeah and oh. there was an entire lack of leadership that day oh. so, you're, so you're saying he's not a good leader I'm not oh. saying that at all I'm saying that's, that's that, what you just said I'm saying we're not missing him in the leadership oh! stakes. Sorry, Liam, I love you. I love Liam Cooper as well, and what he's done and for the club's magnificent. I'm just saying at this moment in time, in the last two games, that we we didn't miss him. That doesn't mean we won't do today, but those we, two games we where, we've kept clean, where we've kept clean sheets and uh, and Luke Aylin's really, really stepped up, and people are actually saying to ask him, Bielsa, does, is Luke Aylin now a centre-half? Do we need to sign a, a right-back in the Luke Aylin mould to replace Luke Aylin? The great thing is, is that we do have Luke Aylin when Liam Cooper's not there. I think there's so many teams over the years that centre their entire player around a captain that if they're out, it could be a problem. Like You imagine Villa without Grealish. They would be stuck, well, I they think. Were, they were last year, weren't they? 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, just be thankful that we've got multiple. But he's, players not, he's not a lead, though, is he? He's just a flash, flashing pan, isn't he? He's a myth. <laughs> I, I do think I agree with James there. I think we do have leaders across the park and people are stepping up and maybe that game, uh, as you say, today could be another one of those. But Just out of um, interest, I'm not being a dick here, I'm just genuine interest. Who do you think the other leaders are? Would, just, would we put Stuart Dallas in that role? If absolutely. You are, if you are, then your leaders are all up back. They're not across no, the park. I don't, I don't think that either. I think... Uh, Calvin is slightly further forwards and he has uh, leadership traits. But from, also, there, from there on, who are your leaders? Pat Bamford. Roger. I think Patrick Bamford leads from, leads the line and he he's, leads from the front. And, and He's the most chilled out posh bloke in the world. He's not going to get you riled up for war, is he? Hang on a minute, no, Andy. Bro. You said we've got leaders all over the park as well, yet you're posing this question. So who do you think got, who's got leadership qualities elsewhere? Pablo Hernandez, when he comes on, he's a leader. Yeah, the bench. Rod- <laughs> Rod- Rodrigo. Pablo's leading a lot of children to that bench today. We have a youthful, uh, <laughs> we have a youthful substitutes bench, and I think it shows about our squad depth that having um, obviously Cooper Cock, Lorente, and uh, Adam Forshaw out injured. It means that we don't have a great deal of experience to 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 look to on the substitute bench. So opposition forums. Um, what's it called yeah the fightingcock.co.uk so we've got two cocks the peacocks and the cockerels today uh, Leeds are the easiest it's a cock team. fight yeah. <laughs> Leeds are the easiest team in the league to beat they press really high and hard simply pay it out from the back nice and quickly to a midfield who can pick a progressive pass to forwards running into space speed and progressiveness are the order of the day we're going to get absolutely pumped aren't we um, but then this one I thought this was mean Actually, not worried about this game at all. Leads are all hang on a minute, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Where's your cotton the accent, Paul? Actually, not worried about this game at all. Hang on, Leeds. hang on, hang on. Paul, where's your cotton the accent? <laughs> this is the issue. You know, you can dent a guy's confidence. <laughs> Go on, Paul. It was good, really. It's okay. I'll read it in a notable, uh, a normal Paul accent. Actually, not worried about this game at all. Leeds are all show. They play like a 10-year-old has done their tactics on Football Manager. Their defence <laughs> is absolutely useless and they only do well against teams that open up against them. Bar West Brom, which was a strange game. You know, when people have to defeat their own point and... Anyways, our counter-attacking will kill them and I think this is the game where we get back on track. I wouldn't... I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them go down or at least be in the dogfight. There's no way they could sustain their style of play for 38 games. Classic Brendan Rodgers vibe of blowing people away early in the season then not winning a game from February onwards because they're physically absolutely done. What's that poster called? Is it Karen Carney? (laughs) No. No, no, no. Then the tagline is, their fans are absolute scumbags as well. (laughs) (laughs) So that guy, that geezer went big. He went all in. Can we talk about Karen Carney for a minute? Sorry, can we talk about Karen? I'm quite happy to talk about Karen Carney. Yeah, let's let's talk about Karen Carney first then. I'm not, like, I said to James during the game, we were chatting, uh, joint pre-match, he said, make some notes, and standard Andy didn't make any notes because absolute whopper. And I texted him saying, up until now, well, he didn't say up until now, I went, we were slagging off Jimmy Ford Hasselbank basically saying how his punditry is absolute dog. And I went, but this Karen Carney is speaking absolute sense. Yeah. And then at the end, 
She comes out and bangs that out and is talking absolute guff. And then suddenly, I saw it on Sky Sports News yesterday saying uh, Leeds United mocked Karen Carney uh, and instigated this. Oh, no, 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 no. Any pundit or any company who has a dig at Leeds United unjustifiably gets hammered. It doesn't matter if she's a girl, it doesn't matter if she's a boy, it doesn't matter if she's anything, does it? It doesn't matter if she's black, white, yellow, purple, anything. She's going to get hammered for talking guff, isn't she? No, and there's been a, an, uh, well, uh, an we awful... Can't, we, can't, we, can't control, we can't control knobheads having a dig at her, can we? That's no, not our problem. And, and what I'll say, and I, I think this is a, a really unpopular opinion, is that I'm uncomfortable when they do it at any point because I don't think it's the most professional thing to do. So I don't particularly like the way... I think it's funny, but I, I agree that a lot of those tweets, like the the ding dong with uh, fast food chains and stuff, can be funny. But when it when you draw individuals into it, it's not something I do. So it, it it can make me feel uncomfortable at the best of times. How many splinters have you got up there? No, it's that's that's always been my opinion because uh, I'm a polite young man. I know you. You're full of it. The problem for me is that you know social media is an area that the club because we've been out of the premier league for so long know that we can we can grow through getting more attention and and gaining more fans so it's treated as this platform for us to broadcast ourselves in a bigger way and the way to do it is unfortunately speech marks banter and the, the there's a thin line of what is constitutes banter and whatnot in this case i don't think it was anything untoward but the problem is is that there's always a mass pylon, isn't there, of people with misogynistic and sexist opinions that, that jump on the back of it. But in Leeds' fairness, they've actually been, I guess... Consist- consistent with the... Yeah, exactly, because, you know, there's, they've tweeted people like Agbon Lahore earlier on in the season as well, Gabby Ag- Ag- Agbon Lahore. So, yeah, for, on their part, they probably should have known that there was going to be a bit of a pylon and it was maybe a little bit naive, and they're chasing these targets and reach and all that kind of stuff. Nah, nah, see, I it, I don't buy into it. I think it's just the lead way now. It's, we're getting back to that point where everybody hates us. And yeah, and, and to be fair... against the world, and I like that. And to be fair, like, it's these sort of moments that, that kind of change the way people think and feel. Like, for me, like, the misogynistic and sexist comments are just stupid. They're just dumb and naive. And it's Stone Age, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. She had a bad. It was a bad opinion, and that's what they they shone a light on. And people just need to wake up and think. Actually, I don't need to behave in this manner and just mock her for having a bad opinion. But this is why we don't do live podcasts. Because if if people listen to this now, I'd get hammered every single time we do a podcast. Now, you I mean, do get hammered every single time we do a podcast. <laughs> hey, but if yeah. you put if you put yourself on that platform to put out an opinion, expect to get shot at. Is what I'm saying. So. Yeah, so you do it in a way where you can edit out your poor opinions before you put it out to the public. Every every few weeks, our mate Nobby, who we've been to the the uh, ground with a few times, he messaged me saying, "Andy's had a howler today, hasn't he?" <laughs> I've had a howler. What am I doing? Man? It's usually when you give someone man of the match who's had the worst game of their life. <laughs> well, Nobby, if you're listening, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, thanks to. Our mate, El Loco Joe, who has provided the referee details. Uh, the referee is... Hang on, wait a minute. Did you see on mine that she declared her love for me? Uh, she, she did. She she said she loved you too. But I think that's more of a case of you've said it 98 episodes in a row. Right, well, it's uh, Winthorpe referee David Coote 
He took charge of our nil-one loss away to Wolves earlier this season. That was at home, I think. And uh, our one-nil win versus West Brom last season. He was promoted to this top list of referees, the elite group, last in eighteen nineteen. That's a long time ago. That's like nearly two hundred years ago. That's two hundred one years ago. That uh, the VAR today is Paul Tierney. So I don't really have any particular opinions on the referee. What I opinion think. do you have on Tottenham? It's a fair point, isn't it? We haven't really touched on that. I would say my opinion on Tottenham is that they don't like themselves at all. Um, <laughs> they, they, when you read the fighting cock, they read like prime us of various years, whereby there's a range of opinions that don't particularly like it. They're, they're putting up with it. I think there's some, there were some opinions on there whereby they said, you know, they'd much rather be Leeds. You'd rather play a game knowing you could get beat 6-2 if you knew you were going to entertain for two or three other games. If you knew you... And they've got the players, but it's a system. It's a Mourinho way. Um, it's a more successful version, vastly more successful version of Sam Allardyce's version of the, of the game to an extent. They've they've got deeply deeply entrenched in it and they may... They could win the league this year. They they could win could win trophies with it, and they've got some frighteningly talented players, but they don't have a happy fan base. So it comes down to really what you win it for. It's really funny that because I I listened to a Spurs podcast um, just out of interest a, a while ago. They were really negative, like you said about the way that they play in Mourinho, because it is the polar opposite to Pochettino. Pochettino plays in that kind of style, a bit like Bielsa in that it's all out attack. There's a philosophy of just, of, you know, going for it. Mourinho just plays like deep line football, like soaking up play and counter-attack. And granted, they've got two brilliant um, attackers in Son and Kane. But yeah, they're all, they were, it's funny that you found the same sort of comments on the forums, but yeah, this was like six months ago that they were all saying the same. And I found, found it quite interesting that you said in the opposition forum comments that, you know, that some people saying, oh, it's going to be easy. We'll just sit laying deep and then get them on the counter because like you say, they've, they don't really like that, but yet they're slowly coming around to the idea that actually this is probably working for us. They just, they're just desperate to win some it, aren't they? I don't yeah. think they care how they do it. They just want to win some it. And you know, it's a decent attitude to have, but at the same time, then don't be a little bitch and whinge about it. <laughs> well, well, it's the same thing for us though, isn't it? It's like if, if after, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but after the day Bielsa goes and someone else comes in and and they came in and they were very defensive and all of a sudden we were playing this sort of rigid football, it would hurt us. It's exactly the same. That that next appointment, the legacy that Bielsa leaves is as important. And if you get it wrong, it can take years and years to correct. And there's loads of clubs. You, c- you can pick out several examples. I won't name the highest profile one, but... Uh, but other clubs like West Ham like to play in a certain way. Our fans expect West Ham to have a certain identity. And at the moment, under Moyes, they don't necessarily have that. And uh, it, it would be interesting if fans were in grounds, how they would react to these kind of things. Because you can't boo a team off at the moment and you can't show that displeasure. And it's one thing that Mourinho doesn't like as well is that he, he will bite. You know, do you see that stat this week about the amount of games that Bielsa's done? Yeah, it was like it's like a parody whereby basically we said Bielsa's played managed 116 games, and then it had a thing like 
referee decisions question zero uh, times moaned about the referee zero all all those things because he doesn't he doesn't make excuses um, and there's been plenty of things where we could have where we've made excuses as fans but Bielsa doesn't do it he shows an example of how to be a better person I bloody love Marcelo Bielsa so do I let's leave it at that actually right well in that case predictions it's going to go one or two ways, like I said earlier, isn't it? It's either going to be an absolute ding-donger where it's like a basketball game again. Or I think we could get put to the sword by Kane and Son. Uh, it depends which Spurs turns up. I think they're going to be pretty angry at the minute because they haven't won for a bit, have they? Having said that, I'm going to put a random bold statement or guess or bet out there. Eric Dyer is going to concede a penalty. That's your prediction. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a did, score? Did you even say a score? Uh, no, scoreline. Uh, I think we'll lose today 3-1. Obviously, hope we don't, but I'm here to be a realist and I hope I'm very much proven wrong, but I think we'll lose today. James, a lot of people have talked about this game as, as a free hit. Do you buy into that or does it annoy you? I don't think any game's a free hit as such in terms of accepting that, but... I don't think, you know, like if we hadn't have got nine points from our last 12 possible points, you wouldn't be feeling that way at all. Then the pressure would be on and it'd be a huge, huge game. But I just don't think there's much to expect from this. I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, to be honest, I'd be delighted with a win, be happy with a draw and I'd be a bit good with a loss. So I'm going to go for a draw two all. I've been thinking two all as well, and I think that might just be because of that two all game, and equally because I'm like you right now. I'd take it, but it's it's one of them where the, the circumstances of that could be absolutely devastating or absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, these games are getting harder and harder to predict. They had their game cancelled the other day, which could either be a bonus because they played one game we played sort of twice since they played, or it could be. A, a massive distraction for them because it was another one where Mourinho uh, spat the dummy. Yeah, it, it's very hard to call. They have incredibly talented players. I'm just hoping, and I just want to go and go and enjoy the game. And, and I want the guys to go out there and probably the, the main thing. I'll curse it again. I want them to have a better start than that. The most recently high-profile game, which is obvious, but I think hopefully they'll be conscious about making a more disciplined start than that. And my word is relaxed because I've been incredibly nervous, incredibly wound up, fraught about a lot of games. And while I'm not saying it's a free hit, I do think we've we've played our way into a position whereby they can go out and uh, express themselves. So I feel I feel relaxed. How do you guys feel? I feel just excited, to be honest. I think it is nice going into a game, like you say, relaxed, not having to fear anything. And it's not a free hit. It never is a free hit. But it is one of those games where we can be a bit more forgiving if it doesn't go our way, because we've experienced that once this year, the disappointment of a, a certain 6-2 defeat. So, yeah, excited just to watch Leeds play. And, and if they can get a hold of the game and get into it like they did at West Brom, then it could be exciting and you never know. And I'm feeling hopeful. My word's hopeful. I know I've said I think we'll lose 3-1, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a... No, it doesn't mean it's going to be a pumping, though, does it? If you think about it, like 2-0 is a dangerous scoreline in football, isn't it? So if it goes 2-0 to them, we get one back and they break. You know, it, It'll be a good game, but I'm hopeful we'll actually get something from it. I really am. 
you, uh-huh. you are right. You are right as well because the scum game, we could have won six two. Yeah, yeah, we could have done. We really could have done. Um, I was hopeful that we get to go express ourselves, like Paul said, play like we play, and have a good, decent bash at it. And fingers crossed, I'm proven massively wrong, and it's all good. Last one, you know, our mate Spud. Oh yeah, he's 34 today. Happy birthday, Spuddy! You old devil. You were his favourite, probably not anymore. Right, let's catch up after the game. <laughs> Do you know what's really shit about this league is that the shit teams are shit and the good teams are shit with two or three good players. No one can see you doing ad uh, speech marks, Andy. It was obvious. It was heavily implied. Well, we're back after Leeds' 3-0 defeat at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And as Andy has already said, bitterly disappointing afternoon. Unless you're Paul, who loved it. <laughs> Paul's been texting me saying how much you enjoyed that game explain yourself I took a lot of enjoyment out of the performance and I, I take a lot of enjoyment out of how well we, we played I think it's if you want to talk uh, those one percenters Andy or the fine margins I quit leads that right now but we've and I'm I'm a worse man than Marcelo Bielsa because I will happily talk about VAR decisions. But you know, I think everyone knew I was a worse man than Marcelo Bielsa without saying that. However, I I personally felt that the contact was outside the box and not on the line. Disappointing, but not surprised that they gave that decision. Does it change the game? Probably, but. Equally, we're not stopping that second goal in any way, shape or form. And then you can't believe... like I thought it was well over the line, that third goal, but then the <laughs> the goal decision system said that basically it was a hair's width over the line before the rebound and smashed the rebound. The well, yeah. Yeah, well, he kicked it out of his hands. I look for the benefit. But I think for a long time, Andy, one of the things that I've tried to do, especially as we're moving into 2021 and we're trying to be... Uh, positive etc and look after ourselves yeah, it was, i've just quit is to um to not get too down when we lose and I'll, I'll something that i've done in the past as a coping mechanism is really clung on to poor refereeing decisions to uh go well doesn't really matter the referee changed that game and i think i would have probably done that with today with the uh VAR decision and maybe there's, somewhere there's I did. coping mechanisms and it's saying actively you've enjoyed the game how, I can enjoy, enjoy, I how can you enjoy conceding three goals ever? I don't care if they're against bloody Brazil. You said that you were flitting between enjoying it and being angry, and I said there's no point being angry. Is the is the full? I'm angry. It's the full <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> I just said I don't have the anger bit because it it only makes your life feel pretty miserable if you try and hold on to the anger so I'm, I'm just trying to find ways to cope with losing 3-0 whereby I uh, don't get too down about it afterwards Are you a sadist? Do you enjoy these kind of things? So someone mentioned to me during the game in, in another conversation which I'd, I'd already thought was that, and, and you can't do this obviously, but if you swap Sun or Kane for, for, for which is another one that you hate Andy because it's who would you have out of their team that you wouldn't have blah blah blah, but Son and Kane. Yeah, well, this week it's kind of obvious, isn't it? In that 
those kind of players may have been finishing those half chances that we were getting in the first half. And we could have been two or three nil up on the chances that we created, the half chances we created at that point. Tuesday, Wednesday night, whatever day of the week it was that we played West Brom, they all they all go in, every single one of them, didn't they? And it's 5 nil. So in the, in the first half, early on, on the left-hand side, we looked dangerous and we had a few opportunities and they were really good chances to score and they didn't go in. And it's as simple as that. At this level, unfortunately, you've got to take your chances and that's what Spurs did and, and that's the difference. I mean, they completely blunted us down our left-hand side in the second half and just general attacks um, around their box as well. And and that's just Mourinho. Like We, we knew that that was going to happen. But, you know, it is what it is. You move on. And it was one of those games that would have gone that, you know, 3-0 to them or 3-0 to us. And that's the way it is. Andy, we talked about it before the game about how the Spurs fans feel about watching that kind of style of uh, play and not particularly enjoying it necessarily all the time. But they've won 3-0 today. Would you, do you, obviously, do you wish we were playing like that? Do you wish we were playing... If you'd have switched it around and we'd played like that and we'd won 3 0, obviously. You, 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 you texted me before this, said I'm not going to antagonise you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not antagonising, I'm asking you questions. Yeah, I know that I want to play attractive, free flowing football and they're great. The, the, the thing for me is if you, if you look at the England national side, yeah, there's two Spurs players who are regulars in the England national side. Kane's captain, that's fine. I can abide that. He's a world class striker. Winks and Dyer are poor. What did they do today other than get booked and feign injury? Dyer played to the game plan of just trying to blunt leads. So I think he did a good job in terms of the overall game plan. But in terms of having a good game in him playing in the style that we'd want him to play, like a, a, as a Leeds player, then he didn't have a good game. Or an England player. I don't think he offered anything. I don't think he actually well, stopped us doing much. And it is What was his job today? To stop Bamford? Bamford had what? three or four good chances. Collectively, they've stopped us scoring, um, and he's done. He's done his role within that team. So, I, I really disagree. I, my, my point is, he were poor, die were poor. I, I, I think honestly, at the minute, I think if the quota is to be the top four and get an England game, if I got my boots out, I'd at least get the bench. <laughs> Fair enough. Get them out, mate. Get them out. Go for it. It's twenty twenty one. I can't. I'm too fat. They don't fit. But you get my point. It's like you're so I, fat. Your shoes don't fit. You know me. You know me long enough to know that, mate. Um, it's just disappointing, isn't it? It's like I'm just really. It, it felt like a game that we could have. Do you know what? It was the Man City game without the result. We dominated everything in terms of stats, and you know, yeah, on paper you would look at that and think, yeah, you probably should have won that. But the reality is, is like I said. They just blunted us. We couldn't do anything in the second half. I didn't ever feel like we were going to score. And they set up to play in that way. So Felt so I mean, Harrison getting hooked. Well, he just wasn't getting anything down the left side, was he, at all in the second half? And neither did Rafinha because... So it was nothing against Harrison himself. It's just they were just defending us very well. Where do you start to look to take positives out of the game then? It's finished. <laughs> 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 Andy, at the start you said that on these kind of occasions you would want Liam Cooper to be there to display his leadership skills so that we don't get turned over and we got turned over. So would he have enhanced that situation today for us? Yes, I think he would have done. 
I, I don't think Melier plays that ball out if he's getting shouted at. Melier doesn't play that ball out. I actually don't get that free kick or penalty given against him. Um, I also think maybe he'd be a bit more cocksure to Marshall for the the Sun goal. I don't think Ailing had a bad game. I thought the commentators were correct in saying Leeds are dangerous from centre-half because Ailing yeah. started everything and he was brilliant. But is that what your centre-half to do? Unless you're Chris Wilder sitting, I was going to 20th, sitting 20th on two points, you probably don't do. Has Wilder binned off his overlapping centre-halves? Well, they bid themselves off the cap move, can they? They're all cracked. I, I think we did miss Coops today. I stand by that. I feel justified by that. You put a small smile on my face. How about this? Alioski's been given man of the match the other night and he's had an absolute blinder. If you've got a an out-and-out left-back on the pitch, are they making that kind of decision? Do you need Alioski in... Uh, sorry for the uh, challenge that he made. Is it a rash kind of challenge that's typical the uh, Gianni Alioski? We've seen every bit of Alioski this week, the good, the bad and the bonkers. Or could that could that happen to anyone? Is it a foul? It's definitely a foul. Yeah, but is it? <laughs> well, it was it was given and they scored the penalty. So sadly, yes. It's a free kick at best, isn't it? It's a clever free kick. I agree with that. It should it should have been a free kick, not a penalty. If if that's a free kick, they don't score. So it's actually very intelligent defending from a mad Macedonian. I get what people are saying about um, you know, the touch on the knee being on the line and stuff, but I think the the referee consultant had said that on BT Sport, but it's not clear cut, is it? It's not it's not a clear cut pen at all. We've had two of them on the line that's been a bit annoying this season. That fourth Leicester goal as well yeah they also had the bloody that cock and ball that's now not even a bloody penalty load of shite move on next point <laughs> I don't I don't even know that that was a sentence but I, I agree yeah, you, better do. you better do so uh, someone raised a point in, a, in one of our group chats Tottenham are Burnley but with Kane and Son up front is that fair or is that really harsh massively fair 100% fair. It's the most accurate thing Beam's ever said. I've never taken any of his bets, but with this one, he's bang on the money. So what What do we need to do to get results in these kind of games? I, I messaged you guys before game, uh, saying a point I've been mulling through my head all morning, well, this is the kind of game that Rafinha and Rodrigo were made for. It's why they've come and signed for Leeds United. They were both passengers today. Rodrigo started off really well and he was he was creating the space that we needed in the first half. I just think it comes down to us not, not not taking our chances, to be honest, in the first half. And if we had have got a goal or two, it'd be a different situation because Tottenham would probably, you know, their mindset would be would have been a completely different. With Rodrigo, big fan, but as soon as Pablo's come on, he's just showed him up on it. Probably two or three stray passes. But other than that, for the, for the first 20, 30 minutes he was on, he absolutely dictated what was happening with the ball and what was going on. Would you say you enjoyed watching Pablo in that second half? Nope. Uh, I thought it was I, I thought it was great to watch Pablo in the oh, second good. half. Glad you enjoyed it. It was good to see Pablo back and he did he definitely um added freshness to everything that was going on. Um, I don't know whether it was kind of like tactically moving him into a slightly different position to Rodrigo. Um, 
I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to know, isn't it? But yeah, good to see him. And we move on to the FA Cup next week. Do you think he will be making wholesale changes or do you think he wants to keep that consistency and, and keep things up? Who comes in? It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because he could give a run out to a, a bunch of the under-23s and, and give them a, you know, a decent game to play in. But equally, my own, and now probably all of our own opinion, we want to advance in the FA Cup. It's something that we could potentially get something out of. And yeah. should you put your strongest side in? I mean, I probably would, to be honest. Uh, I fully on board with Jim. Only thing that's really disappointing from today, which I think you picked up on, Paul, in our group chat, where Calvin getting booked. Because does he miss? If he misses the Crawley game, not bothered. But the Brighton game is a massive, massive, massive game. We have to win that. There's no point losing these games, is there? Uh, going against the decent teams and then losing against the shite teams because if you want to be in this league you've, you've got to beat what you're better than we're currently not better than Spurs potently attacking wise we could be on our day in glimpses before the penalty sorry penalty we showed that but you've got to beat the, the lesser sides haven't you so the Brighton game's huge I'd like to see Calvin that would I put a weaker team out against Crawley? I'd put a team out that could win it because like Jim said, I, I said it with the League Cup against Hull. I was really annoyed that we got knocked out of that because I thought we could win it. I think we could win the FA Cup this season. And that must be one of the first times in, in your memory since since that was a teenager that you can remember saying or thinking that or truly believing it. Yeah. Say it sincerely that. What do you think, Jim? Can we win it? Well, the FA Cup? Yeah, yeah. Why not? There's no I reason was, why not, is there? I was going to say, do, do are you bothered? Does it distract from our primary focus of staying in the Premier League? No, it doesn't distract from it. I don't think the two should be. You should be able to focus on both of them. Yeah. At the end of the day, the professional footballers should take it game by game, so it, sh- it shouldn't be a distraction. The only people it might be a distraction for is us fans. And I think we've shown enough metal now to show that this Premier League, we can beat some of the dross, can't we? We can beat some of the good, bloody hell. Yeah, absolutely. And and the point you were making about beating Brighton, who have we beaten? We've beaten Sheffield United, West Brom, Burnley, Newcastle, Fulham. And then you put Everton and Aston Villa in. And we're still to win one of those games. I know we've got the great result against uh, Manchester City. We got a, a point that eventually ended up probably looking really poor in the end against Arsenal as time went on, given the context of how their season panned out for a bit longer. But we haven't beaten one of these teams yet. Your Spurs, your Man United, Man City... Chelsea, that, though the Liverpool game, all games where no one's going to knock the effort, no one's going to knock the running. There's been half chances, there's been goals, there's been there's been glory in bits of those games. But to progress beyond the position that we're currently in, we will have to start getting some kind of results from them. But to solidify where we're at and to con- maintain our league position and to give us that dream of certainly in August walking out and walking up those steps and walking out with a Yorkie and a Diet Coke and uh, standing out in the sunshine to be able to be in a stadium with Leeds United in the Premier League. 
then days like today aren't the ones that people had earmarked for the for the three points. I agree with all of that apart from the word August. Get that vaccine in my arm twice. Get me into Ellen Road and welcome Liverpool to Ellen Road. Welcome Scum to Ellen Road. Welcome Chelsea to Ellen Road. Welcome Tottenham to Ellen Road. Man City can't come back. We've got a great draw against them. You know what I'm saying? I, I do, and 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 I obviously want to get there sooner. It's, that was more about being there for next season as well. But on Brighton as well, I think Phillips is going to be out for that game and not the cup game, Andy, which is kind of one of the original points we're talking about. <clears throat> but the thing is, is remember Phillips was out for a number of games towards the end of the season, and we still got really positive results. You've got to have faith in the squad that we've got and Bielsa's plans to mitigate against that. So, so you're saying we can get Ben White back here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. We'll be fine. Well, by that point, hopefully we'll have one of our centre-halves available to us, which means that we'll be able to play strike in the uh, DM position of however it pans out. But yeah. So who impressed you today the most? Who's your man of the match? The style of Bielsa football is weird, isn't it? Because I, 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 I can't think of any previous manager I would go to a man of the match where we've lost and probably want to award it to a defender or a keeper. But <laughs> I tend to I tend to think, certainly when we've lost the last few games, like even Melier against Man United, we let in six, but yeah, <laughs> he had an all right game and he made some important saves. And, and it was the same today. Um, but for me, I think it's probably Luke Aylin. I just I thought he was really good, really really organised, and he just looks like a he looks like a really decent Premier League player, which is something that I think was a little bit of doubt in a lot of people's mind, and and I think that's gone now. He's just he's just a really good player, and yeah, well done, good game. He looks more on that to me, mate. Like I was touching earlier, saying how support some of these uh, England internationals are in, in your your winks and your dyers. I think Luke Owens is the kind of person that you'd want to take to Euros with as a utility defender, someone who can play right back or centre half. I think he was outstanding. Um, there's not too much more to say. We, we touched it at the beginning saying when I was talking about leaders, he is a leader. He's a leader who's not scared of taking chances. And that's what you need in a leader, isn't it? So he's going to take the risk and reward, evaluate it, and go straight forward and push forward. And he was brilliant again today. Brilliant. I think that comes from as well the fact that he's so confident as a right back pushing up and going forward down the wing. So doing it as a centre back, it's just it's the same, isn't it, to him? It's like, oh well, yeah. There's a bit of gap in front of me. I'll run into that. And as long as he's back in position, which he's always making sure that he is, then 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 it's no different. So it's created something quite unique for us. We've got a fallout, Paul. Who's yours? Luke Aileen and. I decided this a little way into the second half. It was going to take a bit to change my mind, but a um, couple of points. I think I saw that. I think Phil Hay had created a poll about who'd been our player of the season so far and hadn't put Luke Aylin on it. Something along really? those lines. And uh, it was just a little bit bizarre. I'm sorry if I've misquoted that, but that's what I remember seeing yesterday at some point. And I just thought it, it's Luke Aylin for me. And um, it, he has grown and it's is it two or, th- or three years ago but there was a point and this 
this is the last thing I want to say on the Karen Carney thing, but there's a couple of two or three years ago when when our fans were giving dogs abuse to Luke Alien on social media. Like we idiots are idiots and will be horrible regardless. The Karen Carney thing is sad, uh, but for me it's not sad because it's sexism. It's it's sad beyond that because the internet is so poorly policed on social media and it's a platform for numpties to say whatever they want and it creates this thing that shouldn't be there. So I feel sorry for Karen Carney and it should not have happened. It's, it's a disgrace. However, our own fans can do that to our own players at times and it's just there, there is a section of society who will do and say what they think they want because they're sat behind a keyboard and they think they can do it. So fair play to Luke Alien to come back from that point then where he was on a poor run of form and people wanted rid of him to being one of the first names on the sheet and and, and, and a really good shout for getting a place in the England squad. It was first season of uh, Tecco's own, wasn't it? Yeah, and even Forshaw got bullied, and it's like, what are you, what are you saying here? What are you doing, Leeds? Why are you hating on yourselves? And you, you still see it now. You saw uh, Pontus Janssen the other day commented on Luke Allen's Instagram, saying, "Oh, it's a good job I'm not still there because you're one of the best defenders in Premier League now." And instead of like, <laughs> you'd think that Janssen then get dogs abuse from Leeds fans saying, "Oh yeah, you're shite, you're this, you're that, the other," and was going, "Come on, Janssen, come on, Pond, come on, this," because it's like. What is, what people and opinions are dog, and that's why you're wrong, Paul. Said that you enjoyed this game. You're wrong. You <laughs> idiot. I've had enough of you. I quit. Well, I'll I'll take all of those words as your final word. Wrong, idiot. All those. But as BT pointed out, it's 2021, and we've got to be. Uh, I I respect your opinion, Andy, and I'm tolerant of it. Well, your opinion or my opinions wank. Do one. <laughs> 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 Deary me, James. Do you have a final word? <laughs> oh dear, no, I don't. Um, no, disappointed is I. I can't think beyond that. It's horrible losing, and thankfully, over the last few years, we haven't had to sit through many of these kind of games. But onwards and upwards, FA Cup game to look forward to, and we're still a team in the Premier League with 23 points which is brilliant and we're in a great position for the second half of the season Mine's context because the context of losing 3-0 at Tottenham when you've given it a right good go and been thoroughly entertained by Pablo and various others that hurts far less for me than, than various defeats any defeats we had in the Championship and beyond so we're in a privileged position to have a, a wonderful team that hopefully we're going to this year be able to go in and go in and see my nephew was telling me the other night that he wants to be able to see Ronaldo play before he retires and <laughs> I he said he retired years ago how old's your nephew if he's retiring how old are you <laughs> many great points I said well I, I want to be able to see Rodrigo and Rafinha play for Leeds before, the, before we have to sell them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Andy, do you want a final word? Or do you think you uh, you covered him there? My final word is disappointed. I, 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 no matter how you sugarcoat it with all this, it's, it's awful losing. I don't care if it was 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, whatever it is, it's awful. Sadly, we didn't lace a glove on them today. 
and that's that's disappointing. And you know the gaffer's going to fix it for next week. Stop smiling. Well, we'll be back next week with our FA Cup coverage. What? When's the game? Next week. Yeah, when? Episode 99. When is it, though? What day? I better check. We're still locked down. Can you come around here yet? It's Sunday at 1.30. We'll be back next week for our match day podcast covering the Crawley Town FA Cup game, which... Hopefully, we'll see us progress to the fourth round. You never know, though. Banana skin central. Have a good week. Speak soon. Hang on. Does that count as a London game? Yeah. Is the curse up for grabs in FA Cup? Yes. Come on, lads. Sports Social Podcast Network.